uh, you talk about the uh, last candle fending off darkness. What's the nature of uh, the darkness that Americans should fear most? Well, you can de- agree or disagree with the idea that another Trump presidency would be uh, calamitous. I happen to think so. Other people don't. I respect their judgments. There is, however, something else, which is that here we have, we're barely in the top half of the first inning of the game of nominating a president. And two people are ardent that they want Trump declared the winner right now. One is Donald Trump and the other is Joe Biden. Now, do Republican (laughs) voters have any question as to why those who are supporting Trump are also uh, doing the work that Joe Biden wants done? Second, there's just something unseemly about calling the game this early and something gallant about refusing to let it happen, which uh, Nikki Haley is doing. You know, there's a there's a great G.K. Chesterton novel called The Napoleon of Notting Hill in which he says right at the beginning, voters play a game called Stump the Prophet. The poll takers or the experts say over and over again that uh, 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 the game is over, that something's inevitable, and voters hate inevitability, just hate it. So I think that uh, they'd like to see this go on. And uh, you say, well, what's the point? Everyone knows Donald Trump. No one's undecided about Donald Trump. Well, there's more information to be learned. Let's see how, under the pressure of his many legal problems uh, and the pressure of Nikki Haley's increasingly acerbic campaign and the pressure of him, Mr. Strongman, having to fend off a woman, and particularly a, a woman saying, why is he afraid to get on the stage with me? And if he's afraid of me, what's he going to do with with Vladimir Putin and, and President Xi? So there's more to be learned, and there's gallantry to be seen. So let's let's keep the game going. And one of the things you point out, which many people haven't, is uh, some of the successes that were conservative successes, core issues that most of those of us who call ourselves conservatives, issues that we believe in, that Nikki Haley made progress in during her term and a half as governor of South Carolina. Uh, Speak for just a moment about why not just Donald Trump is problematic as a candidate for president, partially because he'd be spending more time uh, in courtrooms uh, than in the halls of power in Washington, D.C. Nikki Haley uh, was a remarkable governor because? She was a remarkable governor because, largely because of her, not just, but largely because of her, no state in the United States has changed more and more for the better than South Carolina has in recent decades. I stress the more for the better because California perhaps has changed more but it's all for the worse. <laughs> she has presided over uh, South Carolina becoming a part of the boom in the southeastern part of the United States. She recognized the great asset they have in the port of Charleston. 
and linked Charles and linked South Carolina with the world economy. Volvo, Mercedes, BMW, five plants uh, making tires down there. The largest BMW plant in the world is in South Carolina right now. Uh, it's one of the reasons why unemployment is under 5%. Sorry, under 3% at this point. Uh, so she, she. it seems to me we generally ought to pick our presidents, not from the Senate, where they do sort of theatrical, performative politics, but pick your presidents from executives, the way we used to. More often than not, for years, we picked mostly governors. Let's get back to doing that because they've had the relevant executive experience. And uh, uh, people would say, well, what about all the executive experience that President Trump achieved during his uh, uh, dramatic, some would say melodramatic, uh, four years as president? What about that experience? What, what should warn us or concern us about that? I just remember it. I mean, as Nikki Haley says, chaos follows him. And do we want more of that? People say, well, he he achieved things. Well, yes, look, he he nominated judges. He didn't create the vacancies. They were created by other things. He filled the vacancies by taking judicial nominees off lists provided by the Federalist Society, as any Republican president would do. Yes, he cut taxes. He cut the corporate tax rate. Good heavens, Barack Obama wanted to cut the corporate tax rate. So what distinguishes Mr. Trump is what the country might at this point be getting a little tired of. You know, when DeSantis first entered the race, some of his people said, DeSantis gives you Trump without the crazy. But it's the crazy (laughs) that many Trump supporters like. And it's the crazy that I think an enormous number of Americans are exhausted by and, frankly, embarrassed by. I mean, do we really want to put into Lincoln's chair someone who dashes around the country referring to his last opponent standing, Nikki Haley, as bird brain? I mean, (laughs) just can we not be embarrassed by this? Well, he he also wants to have them uh, do a cognitive test, sort of comparatively. But as she points out, he he doesn't want to participate in a debate. Uh, <laughs> What's well, a cognitive test? I mean, this is a man who said that Biden might get us into World War Two. <laughs> this is a man who said that Nikki Haley, who was thousands of miles away from the Capitol on J- January sixth, that she was in charge of of. Uh, security in the Capitol, a former governor. And that she turned down 10,000 offered National Guardsmen. Which I don't think Nancy Pelosi didn't turn that down either, did she? I mean, this is... No, no, no. But I mean, that's the point. This is all just noise from the former president. Okay, there there is more uh, noise in uh, prospect uh, because this campaign is not over. Uh, That is the theme that George Will writes about. I also want to speak with him a little bit about the uh, border bill. Uh, Is the border bill such a danger to the republic that it should be stopped and should in the process endanger the survival of an independent Ukraine? Uh, We will get back to that and to more with the great George Will coming up on The Medved Show. 
Ding, 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 ding. Get 50% off by becoming an annual MedHead member. Nice. Join at michaelmedved.com. Real nice. Ding, 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 ding. George Will, in his column about Nikki Haley and her fighting mood in South Carolina, points out some things that most people don't know and should. Uh, one is that uh, that uh, she is a, as he as she has described herself, a street fighter in heels, spoiling for a fight. Uh, and uh, she is approved, however, by seventy six percent of South Carolina voters who say they have a positive impression of her. They remember that Haley earned the enmity of the state's political establishment by enforcing transparency. Before she did, only 8% of the House and 1% of the Senate decisions were by recorded votes. Uh, Calling herself a happy warrior, looking inexplicably rested and exuding an exuberant pugnacity, she is wagering that Trump cannot keep his composure for four weeks. Uh, that wager looks like it uh, might be solid, no? Well, I, I, it's, it's a reasonable wager. The fact is Donald Trump is easy to needle, and when needled, he loses control of himself. The, the idea of this slender woman, with you know, slender person with two X chromosomes, needling this guy who's so proud of how tough he is. Well, let's just wait and see how he, how he bears up under this. The question really for South Carolina voters and for Republicans voters generally is how badly do they want to beat Joe Biden? Because every poll indicates that while Trump may be a little bit ahead now, it's basically within the margin of errors. You put Biden up against uh, against Haley, and she would start off about 15 points ahead. It would be a semi-landslide you could count on. So the question is, do they want to win or do they just enjoy being naughty and rallying around the crazy? What um, uh, do you uh, believe is going to be necessary to get people to recognize something you emphasize in your column, which is that in South Carolina, and in fact in most of the states uh, leading up through Super Tuesday, uh, independents, people who are registered independents, uh, can vote in the Republican primary. Do you know offhand what percentage of uh, South Carolina is actually registered independents who could vote on the Republican side? I do not, but my, if memory serves at all, I think it's one-third, one-third, one-third in South Carolina. And what's interesting is that independence, everybody knows this, Michael. Everyone knows that this election is going to be decided by independence, largely by independence in the suburbs, particularly by independent, college-educated women in the suburbs. Now, ask yourself, who are they more apt to vote for, Donald Trump or Nikki Haley, one of themselves? It answers itself. Uh, and and in terms of answering themselves, uh, what do you think about the uh, current 
uh, decision by the Republican high command in the House uh, to uh, block a uh, border bill, which also means blocking any approval of emergency aid to Ukraine. Uh, what are we doing? Well, it's 1938, Michael. We, we're just throwing away uh, a country sacrificing a, a country in order to, to buy what an illusion of peace. The border bill, is, leave aside the linkage with Ukraine, the border bill itself is necessary to stop the hemorrhaging at the border. This is a national calamity. Never in the history of American polling, and probably never in American history, has immigration, uh, particularly the, the porous border, been the leading issue as it is today in the United States. Now, there are a number of Republicans who say whatever would help Biden, whatever would please Biden, we're against. At some point, you have to think of the country, and you have to listen to the people. The people are at the top of their lungs are saying we have lost an essential attribute of national sovereignty, which is control of the borders. Now, the Donald Trump kind of people say, well, we're all for national sovereignty. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't like international agreements. We don't like foreigners very much. Well, if you like national sovereignty, you have to take a good compromise. Of course, you're going to compromise. That's life. You're going to take a compromise and move on the border. And uh, the argument against that would be it hands uh, it takes away the biggest issue against Biden. Uh, and, and the funny uh, thing, yes, and the funny thing, Michael, is that the left wants the issue also. The center in this country, of a broad center, wants to address the issue. The the con certain kind of semi so-called conservative wants the border to be porous because they like the turmoil. They think it helps them. And certain kinds of progressives like the turmoil because they don't believe in borders, because they think that uh, the, the left is in an interesting position. They say America is a, a hateful, racist, awful place, yet millions of people are dying, literally dying to get here and get into it. And many, most of them are people of color. The left is, is deranged, and the right is cynical. Speaking about the cynical right, uh, I'm sure as a historian, uh, you listened to President Trump's evaluation suggesting that more than Abraham Lincoln, he has been the president of the United States who has been most harshly treated, most unfairly treated. Uh, <laughs> your, your comment on his Lincoln comparison? Oh, I think it, it reveals what we already knew, which is his firm grasp of American history. I mean, he knows nothing about this stuff. Uh, it, it, again, it's just, just noise. I, I will do many things for my, for my country and my profession of journalism. I am not going to minutely analyze nonsensical opinions from a man who, who, whose only thought is how can he elevate himself above Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt, Eisenhower, etc. It's just yeah, I, it's I, tiresome. I pointed out that uh, um, the his claim that he has been the worst treated of any president in our history, uh, the one who has had the most hostility to deal with that, and he, he, the only two presidents he could compare to that were Lincoln and Jackson. And I pointed out that Lincoln and Jackson had one attribute that showed uh, both of them. 
uh, that Donald Trump doesn't have is they all both got reelected. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. They even carried the popular vote. Think of that. Right, right, correct, twice. 